This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world. Built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for signing up over at pain.tv slash gold. We truly appreciate that we do, folks. For just a few dollars a month, you help fund the Thomas Paine Enterprise, ladies and gentlemen, pain.tv. You get to join a like-minded group of individuals, share intelligence back and forth, argue at your own free will, and uh, you get to meet a lot of great people. I've had great discussions over the last week with uh, people over at pain.tv slash gold, uh, both publicly and privately. And so we do appreciate that. It's fantastic. You get the ad-free video version of this podcast, the Dustin Gold Standard, as well as the Thomas Paine podcast, which is the mothership of this operation, featuring Commander Mike Moore. And on Fridays, you get a bonus. Maria Albanese, who co-hosts with Mike on Fridays and brings in all sorts of intelligence. She's always tracking propaganda, psyops, schemes and scams right in line with what mike is doing over there at the thomas Payne podcast so thank you for that also thank you for those of you who went over to apple podcast and left a five-star review and a comment if you haven't please do that and uh share this podcast folks there's a lot of you out there who've been writing me and thanking me for building this uh as you say master class on the technocracy and transhumanism But uh, I thank all of you for listening. I thank all of you for trusting in me to bring you this information that matters as we approach episode 50 
I know we had a short break in there when I went to Poland for three and a half weeks, and it turned out I couldn't record, but we got back on track, and now we're pumping out seven shows a week, basically seven two-hour shows a week, and then we do the Nugget every day, which is about 10 to 15 minutes, which is sort of a recap of... uh, the show, kind of a trailer to the show that we'll be dropping. And that way you guys can understand what's about to come. I try to tie in what we did to the previous episode and such. And then I am working on a concept for the Dustin Gold morning show, which might be an hour show uh, where it's daily news that I'm tracking coming out of the technology world folks and it's stuff that i just don't have time to pack in to the dust and gold standard either it doesn't fit in to where i'm trying to get to uh, and it's going to distract me from the big points i have to make in the dust and gold standard more of the deep dive show and so i might hit on that stuff in the morning show and i'll make that a little funnier we'll put in a little more entertainment to lighten the mood in the mornings but I'm working on that along with several other projects connected to this. So it's just a matter of time, folks. Time and budgets. But uh, we are trying to put that together. All right. Where I want to pick up today, we're going to get back into the Cyborg Soldier 2050 document and podcast featuring Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane Deulius. And then that's going to work us into the second part of that podcast featuring, uh, was it Edward, Dr. Edward T. Barrett and Dr. Tony Pfaff. So we're going to work our way to that. The two boys handling ethics for the government when it comes to the merger of man and machine. I didn't know there were any ethics involved when you're merging man and machine. Isn't the idea to engineer humanity out of existence therefore no ethics would be involved it seems like the logical conclusion to where they're going with this folks um so what i want to do at the beginning of this show here is i'm going to show you a little something i dug up on darpa if you remember yesterday we opened the show with uh, the darpa brain initiative which we will delve deeper into in future episodes i just wanted to give you a teaser and as i said it fit in between Dr. Charles Morgan, because he talked about DARPA and the uh, brain projects they're working on, and it uh, sandwiched in nicely between that and the Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane Deulius interview, because all this stuff connects, folks. But something I mentioned on the show yesterday, which um, I just want to further illustrate for you before we jump back into that podcast. It's just a warm-up, folks. This is like a stretch before the marathon. But I mentioned yesterday that, um, that what happens generally is the government concocts some crazy idea. I mean, crazy because it's crazy that they're doing it, but not crazy because they can't do it. They can do anything, as they've said. And I am a believer that they can basically do anything with this technology. That's why if I was in a position of power or I wielded any influence, I would be calling for an international ban on all of this stuff. Uh, but, But what I said they generally do is they concoct this crazy idea. And then they will take that idea and fund universities. So they get the best and brightest minds out in the 
world of academia, from the professors to the students, right? And so the professors are made up of people like Dr. Charles Morgan III over at University of New Haven, like Dr. Peter Emanuel, like Dr. Diane DeUlius, and like these new doctors we're going to be bringing into the mix shortly. And so they have these guys who work for the government uh, developing Frankenstein technology that are, by their own words and actions, devout transhumanists and technocrats. And so they then take these government bureaucrats, these madmen, scientists and engineers, and they place them into the world of academia so that your unsuspecting children are going to class with a psychopath. And then they have that professor teach your children how to engineer humanity out of existence. And so they use their bright minds to develop this type of technology that the government wants access to. And then those who do a really good job are invited into the government, or if they need more money, they will push them out into the so-called private sector to work for people like Peter Thiel and Elon Musk, where they can make more money developing Frankenstein technology. And so I had showed you quite a while ago that the CIA had a program with MIT where they were enticing these students to come over and work for the government, for the CIA, and any new technologies they developed that they could get a patent on while working there, they would own a percentage of the profits made off of those patents. And that is how you bribe these kids to come out of these expensive colleges and then move them into the so-called public sector to work for the CIA, to work for the military, to work for NASA and such, because you bribe them with money and you say you can develop crazy frankenstein technology over here you will get a patent and you will own a piece of those profits and if that doesn't work then they go and bed them into the so-called private sector companies all right and then what happens is these technologies are then developed out of these universities uh backed by the government with government grants and then they take those pieces of technology And either one, they funnel them back into the government, depending on what level of security they have and such. And so they move them back into the government, and then the government can further develop them, or the government can then hand them out to a private sector puppet, like Elon Musk or Peter Thiel or any of the companies that they have, uh, like Palantir, which is partnered with the government. We'll get into that in a moment. And so either they have the university funnel the technology back to the government, then the government will hand it out to a private sector puppet, a PR frontman like Elon Musk, or they will take the technology that they funded inside of whatever respective university it was, and they will then take that technology and pass that off to a government frontman private sector company. Okay, and so let me just show you an example of this. I'm going to actually use two examples. Um, and then and then what happens from there, folks, is then the private sector puppet that gets a hold of the technology, which was all created and funded out of the government, using a cutout like the university to expand on it. Because they can do more in those universities sometimes than government when they have to deal with so-called ethics. But I don't even believe that's actually a problem for them at this point. But... They send it out to the university, 
And then once it hits the private sector cutout, the guy who's going to promote it, uh, popularize it, turn it into a consumer product, normalize it, desensitize people to it, and make it widely accepted and used, like all of the smart technology we looked at relating to babies, is then that company will receive a government contract so that then they can make the technology and the government can deploy it. So it's all funded by the government. And the point of why I'm telling you this, although I think at the end of the day, we've talked about it plenty of times throughout the Dustin Gold Standard on multiple episodes, is I'm starting to try to take pieces of information that we researched, analyzed, dissected, and learned about here and start to pull them together so that you have a better understanding of what's going on and you can share this information with more people. And so what they're doing, folks, and the point of this is that it is the government, our government, our supposed government of the people, by the people, and for the people, that government is the one coming up with the ideas, funding the ideas, incubating the ideas, and then mass producing and normalizing and humanizing and desensitizing people to them, and then ultimately forcing the adoption of such technologies on the public, like we saw DARPA came up with, it was ARPA, the precursor to DARPA, came up with the internet. And now it is widely used by the entire world. And so you can see that the boogeyman behind the curtain is the government. When you draw back the curtain on any of these Frankenstein technologies, anything connected into the technocratic prison planet, the metaverse, transhumanism, gene editing, DNA splicing, it is the government backing it. We are backing it, essentially with our tax dollars, but not really, and I won't get into that here. But yes, your tax dollars are going to fund the technologies that are being created to engineer humanity out of existence. And the point that I am making here, folks, is for those of you that may be new to this program, to this podcast, The Dust and Gold Standard, For those of you who may just be getting interested in the concept of technocratic transhumanism, for those of you who are just starting to dabble in this scientific engineering prison planet future that we find ourselves in and that is coming at us at warp speed, for those of you, I want you to understand and hopefully be able to explain to others that all of the distractions that are thrown at us daily, all of the clickbait that is tossed around us, everything from believing in some politician anywhere at any level is going to give us more freedom or hand us more liberty. Our fight for our constitutional rights is a complete and total manufactured distraction. If you watch the movie The Matrix, they have programs, right? Everything is a program. Agent Smith is a program. The Keymaker is a program. 
the Merovingian is a program. They are programs. And so these are merely programs in the matrix. And so I don't want to burst your bubble, but Donald Trump was a program. Ron DeSantis is a program. Uh, Joe Biden is a program. BLM is a program. Antifa is a program. Frankly, MAGA is a program. Now, you may believe in the tenets of any one of these things, or you may believe one of these people is good and wants to rescue you. But when you understand the tenets of technocratic transhumanism, you will understand that none of these people and none of those organizations are going to achieve what you want because the entire system, the entire matrix is run by the technocratic transhumanisms and the ultimate goal is to engineer humanity out of existence. More on this when we come back. Absorb that, folks. I don't want to blow your mind. But just think of me today as Morpheus, and I am handing you not a red pill, folks. I am handing you the gold pill. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.TV slash Gold. Folks, I didn't mean to blow your mind in the first segment. I always try to warm up to this stuff, but I need to get it out there because we need to continue with the material. But what I'm saying here, folks, just to finish up my thoughts from the first segment, is that if you are to believe, if we are to believe that any of these men within the governmental system that we are allowed to interact with, the portion we are allowed to interact with, or the portion that we are allowed to watch on television or read about on social media, if we are to believe that there are saviors in government that are trying to help us, trying to get us fake rights back. You know, they concoct sort of these these situations in which there are some kind of special rights that we don't have that they're going to get for us and uh, all of these things. You're just getting wrapped up in a program and you're focused on something that really doesn't matter. And there cannot be any of these men inside government, especially our supposed representatives in our supposed constitutional republic, like our congressmen, or any of the 100 senators, or even the president or vice president of the United States. Because the way I'm looking at it now is those people are so low level in this system. They have effectively no power, and I've never heard any of them speaking about technocracy or transhumanism, so therefore they're either stupid and they have no idea what's going on, or they are actually part of the system, and their job is to distract us while the mad scientists are developing their technologies to engineer humanity out of existence. Because if they had power, they'd be stopping this. 
You could not convince me, folks, out of the 535, yeah, there's 435 congressmen and 100 senators, plus the president and the vice president, plus nine Supreme Court judges. You could not convince me that the vast majority of those people are okay with engineering humanity out of existence. Because if that is the case, then you would have to believe that there are... 50% of people in this country that are okay with engineering humanity out of existence because if these 535 people supposedly represent us, then we elected people who agree with engineering humanity out of existence. And I would say the most pressing matter in the world would be the continuing of the existence of humanity itself no at the end of the day all humans should be able to get on board with the fact that we want to see humanity exist we want to see our species go on and continue i I mean i would imagine that yes there are definitely kooks who want to end humanity and think that killing humans will save the climate but that's because they've been propagandized and brainwashed to believe that is the solution They have been propagandized to believe that humans are the problem. That is all part of the propaganda that comes out of the psychological warfare developed by the transhumanist technocratic state. And so you have to believe that 50% of the representatives are on board with this. Now, folks, all of the funding that we're talking about passes through Congress that controls the purse strings, okay? So all of these representatives are voting in favor, the vast majority vote in the favor to fund this. Do I believe that every single one of them, I don't even know who's around anymore. I don't pay attention to it because I look at it as a program. But let's say, I don't know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or, you know, Rand Paul on the other side, that they are agreeing to fund this type of, uh, these budgets for these type of programs because they know that they're being developed to augment humans and eventually engineer humans out of existence? I don't believe so. And let's say Ocasio-Cortez votes in favor of something that does this, and then Rand Paul is against it. Then why isn't Rand Paul speaking out with the megaphone that he has warning you about the fact that this is a war on humanity itself? Because he either doesn't know or he's part of it. And the Republicans, I'm not saying Rand Paul, but the Republicans in general, vote for these massive military budgets of which we know a large percentage of the money is going to develop things like the Cyborg Super Soldier Program and the Brain Initiative and DARPA in general. So they're on board with it. Therefore, why even waste your time Why even waste your time getting involved with these national-level political campaigns? If anything, get involved at the local level. Get involved with the governments that uh, manage your homeowners association or your town. I mean, at least you have a chance of having influence. Maybe you want to build a wall around your town and try to stop the uh, federal technocratic state from coming in. So that's what I'm saying, folks. I'm just pointing out that the entire government as a whole, and we could pick it apart and look at individuals. I know over the years people have said that. Don't look at the government as a whole. Don't give these people an out. Let's target Fauci. At the end of the day, what does Dr. Fauci matter? Dr. Fauci, you know he's corrupt. 
Donald Trump put him out there. You could say he was tricked, he was fooled, whatever it is. Donald Trump went up there. Fauci's a great guy, unbelievable, one of the greats. I hate him, horrible person, terrible person, fantastic, he loves me. And so Donald Trump could get out there and say whatever he wants. He put Fauci in charge. Now, we could pinpoint Fauci who gets up there and he goes, I'm Fauci, I'm science, science is great, you gotta love science. If you don't love science, I'm gonna hit you in the head with a stick of salon me put you in the trunk of my car because i grew up in brooklyn and so what so you knock fauci out and they load another one in another program they are just programs in the matrix folks the government as a whole is the problem because the government is ever growing and it's ever expansive and it's corrupt and all the government does is it hands out power and food coupons so that's how they get the majority of people on board with it I'm going to just show you a couple of examples in a moment, but let me make the point here, folks. So when you're looking at Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane DeUlius and Dr. Charles Morgan III, and soon we will be looking at Dr. James Giordano and Dr. Edward T. Barrett and Dr. Tony Pfaff, okay, all of these people make up the bureaucracy that is the government. Now... Prior to Donald Trump's uh, running for president in 2015-16, there were many people who were aware of the deep state, but I would say for the vast majority of people who are aware of the deep state, they started to gain their knowledge of the deep state from Donald Trump, from Steve Bannon, from the MAGA coalition. But I will make the case, folks, that there is no deep state. There is only the state. There is only the state. And I had this conversation privately a few days ago with Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays. There is no deep state. There is only the state. The state wields the power. The state funds the Frankenstein technology and experiments. The state is in favor of technocratic transhumanism, and the state is obviously on board with engineering humanity out of existence because it is the state, the system, the matrix that funds all of the programs that funds the universities to study this stuff and develop the Frankenstein technology. It is the state who hands those universities the checks to do so. It is the state that takes the developed technology or the partially developed technology back to the state. It is the state that then hands them off to the front men like Elon Musk and Peter Thiel. It is the state that then gives those guys investment capital or government contracts. It is the state that partners with their pseudo-private companies. It is the state that employs all of these doctors, these scientists, these engineers that make up the technocracy, which is ruled by the scientists and engineers. It is the state who pushes forward with ESGs. It is the state who pushes forward with climate change and uh, pollution standards. It is the state 
that allows the Amazon ring cameras to be put up everywhere. It is the state who funds Amazon with CIA contracts to store their data. It is the state who funds all of the private companies to launch rockets into space. It is the state who funds the satellite programs like Starlink, Elon Musk's supposed company out of SpaceX. It is the state who puts money into the Neuralink brain chip, the tapping of the uh, Bluetooth-enabled chip in to your skull it is the state there is no deep state you can look up any of these doctors that i'm talking about who sit on the commissions and the committees to investigate the ethics behind building cyborg super soldiers gene editing CRISPR editing, DNA splicing. It is the state who funds it all. It is the state who is behind it all. It is the state through the CIA, through its venture firm, InQtel, its private nonprofit uh, venture capital firm that funds that we know of over 500 companies in Silicon Valley. It was the state that brought back 1,500 Nazi scientists from Nazi Germany after the end of World War II and installed them into positions of power and influence at the heads of government organizations and in charge of government Frankenstein projects. That was all the state. Now, you can go back and pinpoint every single individual. I could sit here all day long and do an entire biography for 57 episodes on Dr. James Giordano or on Dr. Peter Emanuel. I show a little bit about these guys because the information they're talking about is authorized by the state. It's funded by the state. I don't want to do a biography on Dr. Peter Emanuel. That guy could die tomorrow. He could get hit by a bus and he's replaced with a Dr. Diane DeUlius or a Dr. Charles Morgan III. They are easily replaced because they are programs within the matrix. It is the state that does all of this. It is the state who, the state that is funding the engineering of humanity out of existence. So next time, you're going to waste any of your valuable time or energy or creativity or money to try to back some federal candidate who tells you that he's going to bring it to the Democrats, he's going to own the libs because he's going to tell so-and-so, you're not allowed to say this about America. Or if you're on the left and you're backing AOC because she says, I'm going to stick it to the Republicans, I'll stick it to the conservatives. Climate change, rah, rah, rah. Remember, you're being played. You're being played by a program in the matrix because at the end of the day, folks, they all work for the state. They're all funded by the state. They're all under the control of the state. And they only have a job by legitimizing the state and keeping the state in power. And at the end of the day, this is all about power and control over us, over us mere mortal humans, folks. That's all it is. They control us. They stomp on us. They laugh at us. And they want to engineer us out of existence. So stop falling into the hands of the state. Stop talking about the deep state and start pointing your finger 
at the state because they have declared war on all of humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. I will be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, I am fired up today. I am fired up today. I've been holding that back, honestly. And I had to make that point, folks. There is no deep state. It is only the state. Let me show you just a quick example here, folks. I'm over at TechCrunch.com. And the title of this article from July 2017 here is DARPA awards $65 million to develop the perfect tiny two-way brain-computer interface. Sounds very familiar to the Neuralink brain chip, right? So $65 million to develop the perfect, tiny, two-way brain-computer interface. All right, that's a brain chip, folks. Two-way means input, output, upload, download. All right, this article says, with $65 million in new funding... DARPA seeks to develop neural implants that make it possible for the human brain to speak directly to computer interfaces. As part of its neural engineering system, uh, neural engineering system design, NESD program, the agency will fund five academic research groups and one small San Jose company to further its goals. All right. So what was I just uh, talking to you about? And I pulled this up for a reason. I wanted to show you when the government starts to concoct these crazy ideas, they then take the money, our money. Frankly, it's not our tax dollars. It's not like I pay in $5,000 this year. They then take that money and hand it to these universities. Now, we spend far more than we even take in and that we pile up debt on future generations. So the child I'm bringing into this world is already a debt slave to the United States government. Okay, that's called debt slavery. My child comes into this world owing the United States government millions of dollars. And so does yours because they slap this debt on them by handing out money to universities Uh, to build brain devices. You know, I've heard certain politicians over the years, like Rand Paul, maybe Ted Cruz, he gets up there, Ted Cruz, he talks about it. Rand Paul, they do their list every year of all the money that the government is wasting. I think maybe Tucker Carlson does this, or he used to do it. Bill O'Reilly used to do it. And so they'll read all the crazy ones, or the ones that are funny, sort of, you know, growing an arm on the back of a rat, uh, trying to, you know, paint uh, Mona Lisa's with babies' feces, you know, stuff like that. But they never really talk about this. How about funding all the transhumanism? How about that? How do you like your tax dollars going towards the engineering of humanity out of existence? 
All right, so this goes on to say, for a taste of what DARPA is interested in. Now, let's not think of DARPA as DARPA. I mean, for the future, I'm always going to tell you the name of the government agencies and the so-called private sector entities, but just think of it as the state, as I told you. So for a taste of what DARPA, so a taste of what the state is interested in, your government, our country, what DARPA is interested in, the Brown team will work on creating an interface that would weave together a vast network of neuro grains that could be worn as implants on top of or in the cerebral cortex oh yeah yeah i'm glad i pay my taxes these sensors would be capable of real-time electrical communication with the goal of understanding how the brain processes and decodes spoken language a brain process so complex and automatic that aspects of it still elude researchers. You know, these scientists and these engineers, folks, I told you, it never ends with them. Everything is about progress, progressing to the point of engineering humanity out of existence, which is a theme of this show, folks. Engineering humanity out of existence. So the researchers, the scientists, the engineers, the bureaucrats in the technocratic state are very upset because they don't know how the brain processes and decodes spoken language as if we really need to know that why not just leave the creator's intelligent design alone if it works it works no folks they say if it's not broken we won't fix it we will augment it if you were listening to the last show you'll understand that we will make it better we don't process and decode spoken language fast enough efficient enough We are not streamlined enough for the scientists and engineers. So the tinkerers will tinker away, and the state will pay them to tinker. All right, let's continue. Among the six recipients, four are interested in visual perception. With the remaining two examining auditory perception and speech, MIT Technology Review reports that Paradromics, the only company included in the funding news, will receive around $18 million. Similar to the Brown team, Paradromics will use the funding to develop a prosthetic capable of decoding and interpreting speech. All right. So, what I'm getting at here, folks, we're going to read a little more of this, but what I'm getting at is here's a prime example of the government, of the state taking 65 million dollars and giving it to what was it six universities now five universities and one supposed private sector company and so there's the government coming up with a crazy idea let's mess with the brain and now we're going to pay these universities to develop these little think tanks these little incubators to work on the crazy tech that we over here at the military arm of the state want to be able to have and then eventually this type of technology goes out to people like elon musk to further develop but really to normalize and to humanize this technology and to get it adopted into the mainstream because as you remember dr peter manuel in the podcast we reviewed yesterday 
And Dr. Diane Deulius, who was there with him, said that they needed to get people to adopt this type of technology. And how were they going to do that? Part of it is by telling you that you already have glasses. You already wear contact lenses. You already have laser surgery on your eye lens to fix it. So therefore, it's okay to move to the next phase of full-blown augmentation. It's okay for us to enhance your brain and turn you into some super mutant engineering humanity out of existence. All right, let's continue. The recipients have a lofty list of goals to aspire to. Foremost is DARPA's desire. So foremost is the state's desire to develop, quote, high resolution, end quote, neural implants that record signals from as many as 1 million neurons at once. On top of that, it requests that the device be capable of two-way communication. All right? You hear this? So what the state wants, the desire is to develop high-resolution neural implants that record signals from as many as one million neurons at once, right? So you had... Elon Musk Neuralink brain chip that has a thousand wires going down into the head with a thousand of these uh, electrodes on them, right? 1,024. So there you go. That's a million. On top of that, it requests that the device be capable of two-way communication, receiving signals as well as transmitting them back out. That is Neuralink, right? It's supposedly a Bluetooth-enabled chip that they smash a hole in your skull and plant into your brain after they cut open the lining covering your brain and peel it back and then shove these tentacles down into your brain. And then you can communicate back and forth with the mothership. Jesus. All right. It says, and it wants that capability in a package no larger than two nickels stacked on top of one another. Again, this is the brain chip, folks, the Neuralink brain chip. And so the point of this right now, I'm going to finish this up, but the point of this is that the government is funding this. So when you see, when you see, Elon Musk out there with Neuralink and you discount him. And this is for the older folks, like my father, okay? They will say, oh, these are just crazy people. They are not the ones. It's coming from the state. Elon Musk would not be allowed, okay, to develop the Neuralink brain chip, regardless of the money he's gotten from the government. But he would not be allowed to start doing this and putting chips inside people's heads unless the state approved of it and if elon musk was doing it without the permission of the state he would be considered what charles morgan the third talked about which is sort of this black market biohacker who would be doing it without the permission of the official science community and the state of which the state governs the so-called official science community all right they would just raid elon musk's headquarters with an army and shut him down if not kill all of his people like they did to david koresh and other of these so-called cult leaders who were trying to live free and clear of the government 
All right, quote, by increasing the capacity of advanced neural interfaces to engage more than 1 million neurons in parallel, NESD aims to enable rich two-way communication with the brain at a scale that will help deepen our understanding of that organ's underlying biology complexity and function, end quote. As if they need to know this, folks. Do you see this? Why do these scientists and engineers, why does the state have such an interest in dissecting the human brain? Why aren't we just walking around, doing our daily functions, uh, blacksmithing, and making uh, horseshoes uh, for the horse? Instead of getting involved with tampering with people's brains and running Frankenstein experiments. I don't know, because the state doesn't want that. That quote came from the founding NESD program manager, Philip Alvida, uh, and he said that in the announcement. Now, I want to get into the full list of the NESD grant recipients, folks, because I'm showing you here. The government comes up with the idea. The state comes up with the idea. Then they fund the universities to go develop the ideas, of which then they come back to the state, and the state funnels them out to their so-called private sector partners, who then further develop them, launch them. And the next thing you know, they're all over YouTube, and there's young people making videos going, isn't this so cool? You could put a brain chip inside your head, because humans suck. And we're going to engineer them better. We're going to make them more efficient. If it ain't broke, we're going to break it, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to break it. We're going to augment it. And we're going to make humans so great that we're going to turn them into cyborgs under the tenets of transhumanism with the ultimate goal of moving into post, uh, post-humanism, the end of humanity, the engineering of humanity out of existence folks and the state is 100 percent behind this obviously they agree with it so anyone within the state is no friend of yours especially if you side with humanity ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Dustin Gold Standard. I am your host. Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, I've got a question for you. I need a quick way to be able to do polls. i got to talk to Mike more about this. Just simple polls. I don't think enough of you are on uh, Twitter, and I don't blame you. I've lost so many accounts over at Twitter over the years. I lost an account with, I think, 50,000 people back in 2016. Then I kind of gave up on the idea. But I need to be able to run a quick poll sometimes. I want to know, uh, or email me at least at gold at pain.tv or hit me up at pain.tv slash gold and let me know. Do, um, because I don't listen to these kind of shows anymore. I I barely even know what's out there. But does uh, Dan Bongino talk about this kind of stuff? 
Is he warning you about what the state is doing? I mean, he was an employee of the state. He was basically uh, inner circle secret service for Barack Obama for a while. Uh, does he warn you of this, what the state is up to, that they're engineering humanity out of existence? I don't know. He kind of looks like a super soldier. So maybe he doesn't talk about that. Does Mark Levin, the great Mark Levin, get on the forget off the phone, you big dope. I mean, does Mark Levin talk about this kind of stuff? Um, I know that, uh, you know, Glenn Beck got into some of this over the years. In fact, he featured Ray Kurzweil. We played that piece here, I think, in episode two or three. Uh, who else is out there, folks? Ben Shapiro. Uh, I think he's like a Mickey Mouse voice impersonator. I mean, do any of these people talk about this kind of stuff? Because at the end of the day, I can't get into talking about the programs that are out there. In fact, I think many of them are programs in the Matrix designed to distract from the truth. And the truth is the state is funding this stuff, folks, funding the Frankenstein experiments while we sit here and argue over... I don't even know what what is the story of the day. What is the political story of the day? I stay so far outside of politics, I can't even do it anymore. So just let me know. I mean, who's talking about this stuff? I know Whitney Webb has talked about this stuff. I know it comes up on uh, Joe Rogan Experience, but you know my opinion on that. He is there to normalize this stuff, make it seem hip, make it seem cool, while he smokes a joint and drinks whiskey with Elon Musk. Uh, a government frontman monster, and the job is to make him look normal and humanize him. As tough of a job as it is for Joe Rogan, because Musk is very weird, uh, I know Rogan tries really hard to do it, you know, as he pimps psychedelics and drugs to children. But that's okay. That's okay. We won't be allowed in that circle, folks. All right, listen, here we go. I want to give you the list of the NESD grant recipients and again, uh, we'll just back up. The NESD is, where'd it go, folks? Where did it go? The NESD. Okay, so DARPA awards uh, the $65 million. Oh, it's the Neural Engineering System Design. Neural Engineering System Design Program. And so the list of recipients was Paradromics Inc. And I'm not going to go into each of these. Uh, that's not the point of this story. I'll wrap this up momentarily for you and tie it into the next piece. But it's uh, Paradromics Inc., Dr. Matthew Angle, Brown University, Dr. Arto Nermico, Columbia University, Dr. Ken Shepard, Foundation Voir et and Tendre, that's Dr. Jose Elaine Sahil and Dr. Sergey Picard. John B. Pierce Laboratory, Dr. Vincent Perrybone. University of California, Berkeley, Dr. Ehud Isakoff. Okay. So now the government takes $65 million, passes it off to these fine folks in the technocratic regime out in the uh, academia and private sectors, right, that are partners of the state. And so now they're out there running around with our money, effectively our money, actually our great-great-grandchildren's money. And they are using that money now to develop this transhumanist technology, all designed towards the end goal of engineering humanity out of existence. So 
good to know it's, it's going to good purposes. Um, it goes on to say, over the course of the four-year program, the research teams will coordinate with the FDA on the long-term safety implication of installing DARPA's dream implant in and on the human brain. So let me just reread that how it should read, because we mentioned in there the FDA and DARPA. So it should say, over the course of the four-year program, the research teams will coordinate with the state on the long-term safety implications of installing state's dream implant in and on the human brain. Okay, and since the research teams, because we mentioned the research teams, the FDA and DARPA, the research teams funded by the state, right, these academics and this private sector company are in fact now part of the state because they're working for the state with the state's money. This should actually read, over the course of the four-year program, the state will coordinate with the state on the long-term safety implications of installing the state's dream implant in and on the human brain. You got that? You understand now? where i'm going with this it is all the state folks it is all the state all right i don't think i need to play those word games with you anymore i just wanted to show you how you can read these articles anytime you see the name of a government agency or any so-called private company funded by the government or who took money from the government or is working under a government contract, or any time you see a university funded by the government or working under a government grant, or any time you see any of these doctors or scientists working for the government or under a government grant, or any time you see any of these politicians or companies or whatever else that are working with the government and cooperating with the government, just replace their name and the name of the department or university or company with the state. And so you'll end up actually being able to read an article where it might mention 23 different names and uh, companies and such in the paragraph. And so it'll be 23 times you can insert the state. And then it will tell you who the boogeyman behind the curtain is, folks. It is the state. So whether it's the Illuminati, whether it's the Tartarian Goblins, whether it's Bigfoot or anything else, at the end of the day, the government, the state is behind this stuff. They are the ones who are supposed to be representing us and looking out for the interests of the citizens. But no, they are working to engineer citizens and everyone else that identifies as a human out of existence. You got it? All right. I think I'm done with that rant, folks. It was like a 56-minute rant. (laughs) All right. Let me just continue with this and we'll move on. When cracked, the technology most often called a brain-computer interface, a BCI, will break open a world of possibilities. From rehabilitation from traumatic brain injuries to typing a WhatsApp message using just our thoughts. Again, uh, the first part, traumatic brain injuries, we know that is just the way that they uh, pull tug at the heartstrings and play to human emotion. And then the people with brain injuries are the guinea pigs for the projects. I've mentioned that before. And then typing a WhatsApp message with just your thoughts. That's Elon Musk likes to talk about that stuff. Uh, BCIs, the brain uh, chip interfaces, the the, um, sorry, the uh, brain computer interface have the potential to revolutionize every aspect Sorry about that. I hit the microphone. Have the 
uh, potential to revolutionize every aspect of modern technology. But even as the money flows in, the challenges of developing this kind of tech remain myriad. How will the hardware be small and non-invasive enough to be worn in everyday life? This is what the state is working on, folks. Tapping into your brain, but they want to make sure you could fit it underneath your yarmulke. You know what I'm saying? Considering the privacy nightmare of creating a direct link to the human brain, how will we secure them? Okay, crafting a viable brain-computer interface is a challenge that weaves together some of tech's trickiest software problems with its most intractable hardware ones. And while DARPA certainly isn't the only deep-pocketed entity interested in building the bridge to the near future of bi-directional brain implants with its defense budget and academic connections it's definitely the bionic horse we'd bet on so there you go folks the article there the point of this is to show you that darpa the state is taking money that they steal from us at gunpoint and they're giving it out to these universities and this one private company in this instance to create these incubators, to research and develop and refine the technology that the state wants. And so the state, the government, everyone that you know in the government is part of this. They're responsible for this. I'm not responsible. I didn't even vote last time, so I didn't put any of these people in office. But what they're doing is they are giving these incubators the money so that they can develop a Uh, computer brain interface and try to get it down to a couple of nickel stack size and size to stick into somebody's brain with a million electrodes so that they can create a two-way communication device into the brain and you know all about the technology so we don't have to get into that because it is what Neuralink is what Elon Musk company is right so you get all that so there we go I'm showing you The state comes up with the idea. The state then funds the universities and this private company. Sometimes it's direct to private companies in order to develop the Frankenstein technology, the technology that is going to help engineer humanity out of existence. They fund it. The state wants it. They dream about it. They have people, people like Dr. Peter Emanuel, Dr. Diane DeUlius, Dr. James Giordano, Dr. Charles Morgan III, these guys come up with these ideas, right? And they say, ooh, ooh, you know what we can do? We can make a bionic arm that can reach out 100 feet and rip off a giraffe's head, grab it by its long neck and just tear it off and then throw it up into space And it'll orbit the Earth until it comes flying down and smashes into our enemy. And so they come up with this in their little think tanks. And then they go, okay, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to write a check from DARPA for $65 million. And we're going to fund these universities to develop this. So over at MIT, we'll develop it. And they go, well, what happens if we got a genius 21-year-old kid who comes up with how to do it they go well we invite him to come into the cia and work for us and he can 
develop patents and he will own 50% of the profits of those patents if he works for us. Oh, he doesn't want to do it. Lee Chu doesn't want to do it. He wants more money than that. All right. Well, let's place him over at Neuralink with Elon Musk and we'll make sure that Elon pays him a half a million dollars a year to help us develop this robotic arm that can rip a giraffe's head off and throw it into space that will orbit around the Earth, come down and blow up our enemy. That's how it works, okay? So you see that it's all the state. Now, when we come back, I'm going to show you another example quickly this time because we're going to get back into the podcast featuring Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane Deulius. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Stay with me on this wild ride, folks. Trust me. Trust me. It is worth your time because it all has to do with your future and the future of humanity as a whole. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, I think we're making the point here, right? We're making the point. So as I stated, the state, the government, comes up with a crazy idea. They then fund various universities to develop the idea or private companies And then they move that idea back into the government. And then basically now they're going to go hand it out to private companies, private company partners in the public-private partnership, as we became so familiar with over the last couple of years. And then they give a large sum of money in the form of a government contract to one of these private sector companies who then brings the technology to fruition on behalf of the state. Effectively, that company becomes an extension of the state. Therefore, they are the state. All right. And so you're seeing this happen over the last 50, 100 years in this country where almost everything now is an extension of the state, including people. And I like to, uh, I developed a chart years ago. I want to see if I could find it. It was called The Circle of Greed, I think it was. I based it on greed. I don't really do that anymore. I don't think everyone is necessarily greedy. I think that most people just don't know. And so the government has their hands in pretty much everyone's pocket. Almost everyone in this country is in some kind of financial relationship with the government. And so whether that be the fact that you're receiving any kind of entitlements, um, you know, if you're getting, let's say, Social Security from the government, you have your hand out to the state. If you're receiving Medicare or Medicaid or welfare or food stamps, you have your hand out to the state. If you work for the government and you rely on a Cadillac health care plan from the government, you have your hand out to the state. If you're a veteran of the military and you rely on the VA, the Veterans Administration, you have your hand out to the state. If you're collecting a government pension, you have your hand out to the state, right? If you have your money in a bank account that's secured by the FDIC, you're in a financial relationship with the state. 
if you have a mortgage that's backed by the government, you are in a financial contract with the state. If you have a college loan backed by the government, you have your hand out to the state. So therefore, everyone is in some sort of financial contract with the state. In fact, they stamp us all with a social security number pretty much a day or two after we're born, especially within the first two to four weeks. Almost impossible to get a hold of a birth certificate now without the social security number. I'm finding this out myself. I was actually thinking for our child to maybe... uh, allow them to make the decision if they wanted a social security number when they turned 18, but finding it to be very difficult to go that route. And so you were owned by this government. You were in a contract with this government. And so in a sense, we are all extensions of the state. But this is how the state manages the development of the Frankenstein technology that's designed to actually engineer us out of existence. Now, let me just show you this example quickly here. This is businessinsider.com, and I know you're all aware of this stuff, but let me just make the point. So you bundle all these technologies developed out in the private sector or by the universities that the state funds. You bring it back to the state. Now, the state needs someone to manage this stuff if they're not going to do it from within the state, say, directly out of NASA or directly out of the military. So this is an article from December 15, 2021. And this is Elon Musk is speaking out against government subsidies. Here's a list of the billions of dollars his businesses have received. All right, I'm not going to go into depth on Musk because we did, what, four or five parts on Musk? No, six, actually. I think those are replaying on Apple Podcasts and the other players right now in full. I think we put those out in full for you so they're not broken up into the segments. So feel free to check those out if you haven't listened to them before. It's my early work, folks. I've developed a little bit different style now, but it's my early work. All right, it says, Elon Musk companies have received billions in government subsidies over the last two decades. In 2021, Musk has opposed higher taxes for the rich and said the government shouldn't control capital. He recently said he opposes government subsidies. One of his companies accepted them as recently as April. Okay, so this was written in December 2021, April 2021. You know, a few months prior, his company takes a government grant. It says the richest person in the world says he doesn't want any help from the United States government, but his companies have actually gotten billions of dollars worth. And I showed you as recent as a year or so ago, Peter Thiel, one of Elon Musk's buddies, they go back to the PayPal mafia days where they both made their early fortunes. Currently, he had open, it was like $1.6 billion in government contracts. Meanwhile, many of his companies have been floated by government money, including Palantir, which I went into on depth, that was started with CIA money through InQtel, their venture firm. And then they have multiple contracts with the government, including with the IRS to hunt all of us down, and then with the CDC, Health and Human Services, DOD, et cetera, et cetera. This article goes on to say, like many other wealthy Americans, Musk has spoken out against a proposed, quote, billionaire's tax, end quote, from Senator Ron Wyden writing on Twitter in October that, quote, eventually they run out of other people's money and then they come for you, end quote. 
the taxing the billionaire thing is ridiculous. Myself, personally, I don't believe in income tax. Our country was founded with no income tax. The federal government was very small. It actually operated on excise taxes and uh, import taxes, so basically import-export taxes on goods, and that's how the federal government funded itself. There were states that could have an income tax, but take that up with your state. But so I don't believe in an income tax. I don't believe in a flat tax. I don't believe in a fair tax, a progressive tax, or any form of tax on our labor or uh, the services that uh, we provide others. Income tax should not even occur. So even if you tax these so-called billionaires at a higher rate, first off, if they were truly a self-made billionaire, it would not be fair. Uh, But most of them, as you see, are floated by government contracts anyway. So what's the government taxing? The state is taxing an entity of the state, Elon Musk, of which they're taking back state money that they gave to their state entity, Elon Musk. Does that even make sense to you? Nobody mentions this stuff in articles. Dan Bongino, I don't think, ever talks about this. But this is the truth. It's common sense. Use critical thinking. The state takes your money. They steal from you. They hand the money to a state entity named Elon Musk. Then they're going to tax the state entity at a higher rate to take the money back into the state. It's stupid. It's musical chairs. It's a program in the matrix to even be debating or discussing this stuff. More recently... He spoke out against government subsidies and tax incentives for U.S. businesses. In a recent interview with Time, he said the government was not a good steward of capital. Well, really, they give it all to you, pal. And at a Wall Street Journal summit this month, Musk said the government should, quote, just delete, end quote, all subsidies from the $1 trillion infrastructure bill President Joe Biden recently signed into law. Biden's bill included $7.5 billion for electric vehicle charging infrastructure, which would seem to help one of Musk's companies, Tesla Motors. It does. It does, folks. So, again, this is just a program in the matrix. But let me get to the point here. However, over the years, Musk companies Tesla, uh, SpaceX, and SolarCity have received billions of dollars from government loans, contracts, tax credits, and subsidies. Okay, so Tesla Motors, SpaceX, and SolarCity are entities of the state. They are the state. According to a Los Angeles Times investigation, Musk companies had received an estimated $4.9 billion in government support by 2015, and they've gotten more since. Do you hear that? According to a Los Angeles Times investigation, Musk companies had received an estimated roughly $5 billion in government support by 2015. And they've gotten more since. And this says, here's a look at some of the federal and state level government subsidies that have contributed to building Musk Empire, which we will call the state. Musk Empire is the state. SpaceX lands a $2.89 billion contract with NASA in April 2021. All right. In April, NASA selected Musk Aerospace Company, SpaceX, for a $2.8 nine billion dollar contract to work towards landing commercial humans on the moon must beat out jeff bezos's aerospace manufacturer blue origin for the contract which gives nasa use of Musk's starship spacecraft to take astronauts from lunar orbit to the moon Musk company has been developing the spacecraft with the intent of taking the first humans to mars okay so in there you have nasa that's the state spacex is the state 
Uh, Jeff Bezos is the state. Musk is the state. Blue Origin is the state. It's all the state. Goes on to say, SpaceX signs a $653 million contract for the U.S. Air Force in 2020. So the U.S. Air Force, the state, has joined in on the SpaceX, the state, action as well. In 2020, must SpaceX, the state, and United Launch Alliance, the state, won two contracts for national security space, the state, quote, launch services, end quote, worth a combined $653 million, which they will provide between 2022 and 2027. The competition started from a U.S. endeavor to replace Russian rocket technology. All right, Tesla accepts, quote, certain payroll benefits, end quote, from the federal government's $600 billion 2020 pandemic stimulus. Tesla accepted some of the $600 billion the Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin offered corporations early in the pandemic. Anyone that took that now is an extension of the state if they weren't so already. As Insider reported in July 2020, Tesla did so while Musk was tweeting against government aid for individuals. Quote, another government stimulus package is not in the best interest of the people, in my honest opinion, end quote, Musk tweeted. In Tesla's July 2020 regulatory filing, it mentioned that the company received, quote, certain payroll-related benefits, end quote, but did not specify any dollar amount. You see, Musk is a fork-tongued devil, as I've told you time and time again, but then again, he's just an extension of the state. Says New York State put $750 million towards a solar city plant in Buffalo in 2016. New York State takes money from the federal government, therefore it is part of the state, Okay. In 2016, New York State put up $750 million towards Musk's planned solar panel plant in Buffalo. About $350 million of those state funds was allocated for the construction of the facility, and $400 million was given for equipment. This was in exchange for the company's pledge to spend $5 billion on Solar City, which promised the creation of 5,000 new jobs. It says Musk Solar City reported in 2015 that it had received $497.5 million in direct grants for the U.S. Treasury Department. The Los Angeles Times estimated Solar City's total receipts to be higher, $1.5 billion, based on the price of a solar panel and the company's reported sales. Additionally, the federal government provided tax credits that covered 30% of the cost of solar photo voltaic systems such as the one solar city installed before 2020 that credit currently covers 26 percent of the cost of such systems for computers all right folks i'm going to be right back let that absorb in there remember i am showing you right now don't lose track of where we are i am showing you how the government takes the money how the state takes the money and they funnel it out to the so-called private sector to implement the technologies that were developed inside of the government in the first place by using money to fund other companies and universities to develop said technology, bring it back into the government, and then pump it out to people like Musk to normalize it, to humanize it, to run the desensitization campaigns, and to force adoption of these technologies. Meanwhile, behind the curtain, the boogeyman is always the state. Who the boogeyman? Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. 
Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard, folks. All right, let's jump right back into this. I want to finish it up for you. And keep in mind, folks, next time Tucker Carlson or any of these trading card heroes, as Mike Mike Moore calls them over at the Thomas Paine Podcast, mention their uh, top 100 lists of wasted money that the government spends money on, and they're talking about... uh, $1,600 $1,600 that goes to some uh, rat experiment at some university. Just pay attention and see if the billions of dollars that we give out to people like Elon Musk to launch rockets and build Neuralink brain chips and run electric cars is ever mentioned in those lists. You want to know where all our money goes, folks? Where does it all go? I don't know. I mean, this stuff is called investment by the government. I call it funding our demise funding our own demise because in fact we are the government are we not is this a government of the people by the people and for the people if it is then who bears the responsibility for all of this wasted money other than we the people we can't claim it's a government of us by us and for us if we are not going to take responsibility for what the government does and if we say that the government does not listen to us that the government does not abide by our wishes and our hopes and our dreams, then we are, in fact, a fascist authoritarian tyranny moving into a full-blown dystopian technocracy. Well, if that's what they are, what the hell are we doing? Sitting around doing nothing? Well, then we are complicit because the fact that we sit there and do nothing, then we obviously agree with it. Do we not? And so instead of wasting time, again, being distracted by the programs within the matrix, these individual characters who say they are going to save us, we need to start organizing amongst each other and actually reject this stuff. And you start by just saying no to this type of technology. You sure as hell boycott everything that the government is funding. So before you buy something, maybe look it up, see who's behind it. We've showed you how to do that. For the most part, you can. It might take you 15 minutes. And if you see a smart baby sock that want to monitor, that wants to monitor your child's emotions and send it up to the technocrats in the cloud, you just say no, and you don't get involved with it. That's the easiest way to avoid this stuff and live one foot outside of the matrix. In fact, live one side out of the, uh, the emotion sock. All right here. We've got, as of 2015, Tesla had sold $517 million in environmental credits to competitors per a federal mandate. Tax credits for consumers also help them sell more cars. Tesla has collected more than $517 million from competing car manufacturers by selling them environmental credits, the Los Angeles Times estimated in 2015. In states like California, car manufacturers need to buy the credits if they don't sell the amount of zero-emission cars required by mandates. See how this works, folks? They're trading environmental credits. Most of you, I think, know this. Some of you don't. 
It says here the federal government offers a $7,500 tax credit that car buyers can use to shave off some of the higher cost of purchasing an electric vehicle, which benefits Tesla as the industry's pioneer. This made buying the cars at Tesla's price points more feasible before it hit the threshold of 200,000 cars sold. See all these games they play? Environmental credits. All right, it goes on to say Nevada provides $1.3 billion in tax breaks and other incentives for a new Tesla Gigafactory in 2014. The state of Nevada signed a package of bills in 2014 providing $1.3 billion in tax breaks and other incentives for Tesla. Nevada Governor Brian Sandoval wanted the electric car company to build a $5 billion lithium-ion battery factory in his state called the Gigafactory. The deal also included tax credits and other incentives for 20 years. Reuters estimated this aspect of the deal was worth $725 million. Reuters also projected that the company would save more than $300 million in payroll taxes, among other taxes, through 2024. So you're aware of this stuff. That's all done under the guise of, we need to bring Amazon to our state to create more revenue that we can then tax. So they hand out all these tax incentives to these technocratic overlords, these government technologist oligarchs, to move their companies into the state on the promise of tax incentives so that they can make more profits, so that then they're supposedly going to pay that money back into the state in the form of taxes, and the state is going to recruit that plus profits on top of it meanwhile they promise that that company is going to employ people so they can run on the fact that they're creating jobs it's all a giant racket folks a giant racket but again this is the state being in control of all of this technology and the state being in control of enterprise and the means of production and eventually the distribution of the goods. What do you think that these environmental credits are they hand out to people? That is getting involved with the distribution of the goods. And that is one of the tenets of technocracy, where the scientists and the engineers are in charge of the governmental system. They streamline the entire system around these engineering blueprints. They control the means of production because they create the schedules for the workforce. And then they are in charge of the distribution of goods. They handle the rationing and how the goods get distributed amongst the people. And so you're seeing all this come into practice. I'm going to get more into the actual components and ideology behind technocracy and transhumanism and where I see that the two are actually merging. They've already merged. And so I call it technocratic transhumanism. And we're going to take a look at that um, in a few episodes. Let's continue. SpaceX receives $15 million from the state of Texas in 2014. SpaceX also received $15 million in economic development subsidies from Texas in exchange for building the world's first commercial rocket launch pad in the state. I've talked to you about that. State and local officials granted Musk his additional requests as well. They also changed laws to close a public beach during launches and provided legal protection from noise complaints. 
I told you about that. I have a relative who lives 30 minutes from there. They send out essentially uh, an Amber Alert on the phone, and it says, hey, your windows might blow out. Get out of your house. Elon Musk is launching a rocket. And he strong-armed the people who live down there, basically forcing an eminent domain on them via SpaceX, which is just an extension of what, folks? The state. So that is why he is allowed to do this, why he can go down there like a mafia boss and threaten people. And what were the mafia bosses? Extensions of the state. As Mike would say, you are licensed to commit these schemes and these scams and these grifts and these crimes and these thefts. You are licensed by the state, therefore you are the state. And so you see it here again. Just destroying people's lives in Texas, down in Boca Chica, Texas. Destroyed the beach down there. And then these guys have the nerve to talk about pollution and climate change. Well, guess what? If they didn't exist... There would be no pollution or climate change now, would there? If their companies that create the problems did not exist, we would not need solutions from them to fix the problems in which they created. They are the problem, folks. The state is the problem. Let's continue. The Energy Department loans Tesla $465 million in 2010. In 2010, Tesla received a $465 million loan from an energy department program that offered funding to car companies making fuel-efficient cars. Tesla repaid the loan in 2013, about a decade earlier than it was required to. But so that gives you an idea of all the money that flows out of the state to fund the very technologies that are developed from within the state using the state's money pumped out to universities, as we showed in the last segment, pumped into private companies. So the state comes up with these ideas, then they fund the universities, they fund the private companies, and they take back the technologies, they bundle them up, they then send out new grant money, giving these companies more of this technology to have them bring the technologies to fruition, to pump it through the business-to-business market and the uh, business-to-consumer markets, force the adoption, push the propaganda, go on Joe Rogan Experience, talk about how great this stuff is, have Joe Rogan smoke a joint and laugh about it talk about how creepy it is say that he wants elon musk to be in charge of it and be part of the governing body that governs the technology that will govern all of us you see how it works you see how it works it's just the state so the whole point of this was to show you it's the state i showed you this kind of stuff before but i never made the point the state is behind it the state think tanks it the state funds all of the researchers the state funds the committees and everything else and then the state funds the universities and the private companies and the adoption campaigns and everything else out there folks the state is behind all of it the state is the one working to engineer humanity out of existence and when we come back we're going to jump into the interview on the Cyborg Soldier 2050 paper written by Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane Deulius, who are what, folks? Members of the state, representatives of the state. And so we will listen to the podcast where the state talks about all of the technology they want to build the cyborg genetically modified super soldiers that they are in the process of putting together because the state wants it done and the state is responsible for 
all of this. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks. Just to uh, put a nice bow around that for you, since we kind of went out of the way and we're getting back into the uh, cyborg super soldiers, and I had to do that. I have to do that kind of stuff once in a while because if I beat you to death with the gene editing and the technology, I think that sometimes it's a little too dark for people. It's even a little too dark for me. So sometimes I like to take these thoughts that are running around in my head like there is no deep state, only the state, and try to work those into shows as sort of a break between the heavy technology, even though that, frankly, was very important. I think that turned out pretty well. But the message I think you should take away from that as you're talking to friends and family members of yours who are, let's say, very passionate about politics, and let's say they spend a lot of their time uh, engaged in Facebook and Twitter battles with people over the right versus the left and Trump versus Biden and conservative versus liberal, but they have the energy and they have uh, the ability to reach people on social media and they're not afraid to fight. Some people won't talk about this stuff publicly. I mean, even politics publicly. But if they're like that, try to turn them on to this type of information. Try to turn them on to the Thomas Paine podcast. Turn them on to the Dustin Gold Standard. Turn them on to Whitney Webb, Johnny Vedmore. I mean, these are people I try to get on my show. They won't come on the show because they're part of a clique, which is fine. But uh, Patrick Wood, others that have talked about the technocracy, they might not like me. That's okay. Turn them on to another show. Just try to make them aware of this information and what is out there and the media threat to humanity itself and the war on humanity that has been declared against us by the state and try to plant this idea in their head that there is no deep state. It is only the state. All this information is readily available. It's all publicly sourced. I mean, there have been some private emails and stuff I've shared here, but for the most part, these are all public documents. And so there is no deep state. It's not deep. It's right out in the open. They're not afraid to talk about it. There are really no secret men controlling the government. You see them on TV, the CIA directors. I mean, obviously, there's some agents in the field. But look, you see Dr. Charles Morgan. He was a former CIA intelligence officer. You see people like Kevin Shipp out there and others. I mean, these guys are out in the open. So there's really no deep state. It is the state. And uh, everyone involved with it is part of it. And at the end of the day, the state is advancing Frankenstein technology. The state sends out the two people we're about to listen to onto a podcast to talk about what they're doing. So try to turn those people onto this because maybe then they'll realize, if they listen to enough of it, that the problem is much bigger than what they believe the problem is but at the same time this problem i think is much simpler because if you get engulfed in the programs of the matrix and all the infighting and the palace intrigue over 
Biden said this and Trump did that and they raided Trump's cabin in the woods and then they broke into Mar-a-Lago and then this guy was this, but he got fired and he was demoted and he lost his pension, all of which are battles that don't matter at all, are completely insignificant uh, to our lives. But it's, it's like an ongoing real-time reality show. That stuff is very complicated because there's never an actual win. There's never a win. So they'll get rid of this FBI director, but then that FBI director gets installed, and it's the same thing over and over again. So I think you start to understand that that stuff is all fake. It's all programs in the matrix. If you start looking at what the real problem is, and that is that the state is trying to engineer humanity out of existence, the problem is simpler because it's right in front of you. I mean, I'm teaching you all this stuff and going through it in part because it fascinates me. Also because I'm building sort of a homeschool curriculum uh, for my future child. But at the same time, I think the more you see this and the more you understand it, then you will recognize what the real problem is. And you'll also be able to start avoiding some of this stuff in your life as we try to figure out, I don't know, a macro solution to this, if there ever is one. I haven't thought of it yet. I share most of my thoughts with you here on the show. But if you can get those people that are engaged and are active or proactive uh, in interacting with the programs in the matrix but maybe wake them up to this type of content make them understand that the problem is that the government is working to engineer humans out of existence then maybe they'll start putting their efforts into spreading that word and they'll reach people with the information and the intelligence that really actually matters which is that the government has declared war on humanity and you don't have to just look to the world economic forum or look to Klaus Schwab or Yuval Noah Harari. I brought those guys up in the beginning of the show, in the beginning of the Dust and Gold Standard, because it was relevant and a lot of people were focused on that. But ultimately, I wanted to get to the point in this show where I could unveil to you that right here in the United States, the issue is the state. The state is working in cooperation uh, and using some of the ideologies coming out of the World Economic Forum and really the World Economic Forum's purpose uh, when you look at the whole system is that they are in charge of organizing what is the public-private partnership. They are in charge of explaining the tenets of the Fourth Industrial Revolution to the CEOs, to the foot soldiers out there, the people that they allow to wield power and influence. And so they're getting them on board and then they're promising them certain things. They're tapping into their greed, they're tapping into their uh, narcissism and such, and that's how they get them on board in this international public-private partnership. And so that's what the WEF does. All right. And then for us, it, it gives us sort of a boogeyman to talk about, but I don't shy away from it. I talk about it because I do think they're instrumental in this. I do think they play a part in this. But right here at home, the state is involved with this. Okay, the state is actually in control of it. And then you'll see all the companies on board by rolling out frictionless shopping. We just had a restaurant open 30 minutes from us with a robot that drives around in the restaurant with, with drinks. 
And so you're seeing the uh, technology, the robots come into play more in society, but that's all part of the, the, that's because they're getting everybody on board with this technocratic transhumanist agenda. All right. So try to wake up those people that are engaged in politics to what is really happening here. Um, and then maybe those people will start to grasp this and they'll use their energy to wake up others on what's really happening rather than wasting their time and energy stuck inside of the matrix and interacting with programs within the matrix. And just think of these programs in the matrix on a small scale. Most of you know what a bot is, right? So they can have a fake account on Twitter, for instance, and you could be engaging in a fight with that Twitter account and it might not even be a real person. It's a bot. But it keeps you engaged, so you're wasting your time debating with something that isn't even real. And so what I believe when we talk about politics as WWE wrestling, all being written by the owner, Vince McMahon, I also look at those as programs in the Matrix. Watch the Matrix if you haven't seen it. It'll explain a lot of this. So you're interacting with programs. You're interacting with bots. All right. And that's what we're seeing happen. So I say to people, don't waste time interacting with the bots. Learn about the real information that the government puts out there and then spread the word about this. And I think more people will now have an understanding of the real problem. And a lot of those programs they see will make sense to them. They'll be able to ignore them because they'll say, oh, BLM is burning down a city. That's a program. You're trying to divert my attention. What is the real purpose of that happening? I shouldn't get mad at all black people because this program is doing that. The job is now to further divide. Whatever it is, you'll be able to dissect these things and figure them out for yourself. All right. Let me put back up the document on the Cyborg Super Soldier 2050, and we're going to jump right back into the podcast where we left off. Let's continue. Right. Well put. So since we're talking about this, I want to skip down the list a little bit and talk about auditory enhancement, which I think also falls into this category. You know, you at the baseline, it sounds a little bit like a next level hearing aid, but then you talk about enhancements that could even pick up what you describe as imagined speech, which sounds like mind reading. Uh, can you talk about that and what it might enable the warfighter to do? Okay, let's pause for a moment, folks. So Yesterday, in the last episode, what we were talking about was the ocular enhancements to imaging sight and situational awareness, which was one of four vignettes that Drs. Emmanuel and Deulius focused on in the Cyborg Super Soldier 2050 paper, okay? And so we got into basically the ability, as I put it in layman's terms, to take your eye and give you the sight of a hawk, for instance. So now they're getting into another one, which is auditory enhancement for communication and protection. So they're getting into hearing. All right. Well, let's continue. So what you're looking at right now is uh, the auditory enhancement isn't just about restoring your hearing. It's also not just about being able to echolocate and hear at much greater distance. But in effect, you're also providing yet another portal for information to flow in. And so I can be consuming uh, multiple lines of communication like an earpiece um, that is essentially filtering in through that. And so it's really not, it's not mind reading. Um, it's really just, it's layering data in a very complex fashion. And the same thing could be said for the visual in that, I could theoretically layer um, all of my different kinds of 
information. And then in my mind, just swipe with my hand to the left, like I was on one of an, an app to see, all right, show me all the targets, show me this. Uh, let me listen to all of my uh, fighter aircraft, uh, patch me in over my earpiece, you know, and all of this isn't with, I'm not pushing buttons to do this, but in my head, I can just move through and be like, all right, I want you to filter out everything except Dr. Diane DeUlis, and I want to hear where she is, where, and everything she's saying. And so, okay, let's pause for a second because Dr. Peter Emanuel talks pretty fast, all right, and he pumps a lot of information. So I'm going to back that up, and then we're just going to break this down for you. Portal for information to flow in, and so I can be consuming uh, multiple lines of communication like an earpiece. Um, Okay, so he's talking about the ability to consume multiple layers of information. So, for instance, let's say there is a battle going on uh, a mile away, and then he's got a command center that's sending him information from, you know, halfway around the world. And then he's got information coming from a drone above. And then he's got his partner standing there next to him on the battlefield and so what he's going to be able to do is to dissect the information and call up exactly what he wants to hear but as he said it's not really mind reading he's pulling in all this different information and can filter and source it and he can do the same thing with the visuals coming into his eyes but he talks about the earpiece he slides it in there but then he actually corrects himself what he's talking about is the ability to control all of these features and all of this filtering inside of his head so basically he puts it like think of your iphone where you open up swipe from the bottom and you can see all your apps up and then you can clear one pick another do whatever but you're going to be able to do all that inside of your head folks you know what you need to do inside of your head just sit tight for a moment filter out the noise relax for a moment while we take a quick break and when we come back we'll jump right back into the good doctors over there at the department of defense ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, just a quick warning here I just want to always remind you because I have to be careful of this I don't want this show to turn into something that desensitizes you to everything that we're talking about all right always put what we're talking about into perspective do you want this stuff going on do you think that we should be engineering and biohacking humanity should we be creating designer babies inside of synthetic wombs? Should we be tapping into people's brains? Should we, we, uh, we be replacing memories? Uh, should we be doing any of this stuff? No. So don't let yourself become desensitized to it. I don't want that to be the point of this. I also don't want you to fear it. I want you to understand it. I want you to see clearly what these mad scientists are doing. 
I want you to understand who's funding it. I want you to understand who's involved with it. I want you to keep your eye out for the adoption of these technologies in the real world so that you can avoid those products. But I don't want you to become desensitized to this stuff. And when you listen to it day in and day out, sometimes it becomes you know, normal. And that is not the point of this show. This is not the Joe Rogan experience. This is not Wired Magazine. I'm not selling you on this tech, and I don't want you to be desensitized to it. But I also don't want you to fear this, like, oh, this is the world that's coming. We have to be afraid and hide under our beds. No, we are listening to the words of our enemies so that we can enter into battle or retreat or something. We haven't figured that all out yet, but we're taking it on step by step. But don't become desensitized to this. This is not normal and this is not okay, at least from the standpoint of my show, my opinion. This stuff is not normal and I will never, ever become normalized to it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I just rolled it back. I'm going to let this clip play through of uh, Dr. Peter Emanuel and then we'll let it keep going. Restoring your hearing. It's also not just about being able to echolocate and hear at much greater distance. But in effect, you're also providing yet another portal for information to flow in. And so I can be consuming uh, multiple lines of communication like an earpiece um, that is essentially filtering in through that. And so it's really not, it's not mind reading. Um, it's really just, it's layering data in a very complex fashion. And the same thing could be said for the visual in that I could theoretically layer um, all of my different kinds of information and then in my mind just swipe with my hand to the left like i was on one of an, an app to see all right show me all the targets show me this uh let me listen to all of my uh fighter aircraft uh, patch me in over my earpiece you know and all of this isn't with i'm not pushing buttons to do this but in my head i can just move through and be like all right i want you to filter out everything except dr diane de Ulis, and i want to hear where she is where and everything she's saying and so that that control over your input and your export. That's the issue. Okay, okay. So just pause that for a second there uh, because now you can absorb everything, right? And so he's talking about the ability to control all of the inputs that you take in through your eyes and through your ears, but to control them inside of your brain. And the context in which they're talking about this is for the cyborg soldier, right? So on the battlefield, you want to have access to all of these. Let's say there's 10 inputs coming through your eyes and 10 inputs coming through your ears. And inside your mind, you can control those and swipe through them and choose which inputs you want to listen to or you want to see. And so you'd have to ask yourself, what battles are we preparing for in the future? Where are we fighting? What are, we, are we getting ready for another 20-year uh, Afghanistan and Iraq war, a Middle East war, where we're going to send men and women out on a battlefield? Don't we have drones and uh, laser zappers up in the sky? Can't we just say, I mean, really, folks, put this into context. If a country wants to go to war, let's say Vladimir Putin and Russia, really want to go to war with our allies or with the United States. So if these guys have the technology to implant a brain chip in someone's head that can scan 10 different inputs through the eyes and the ears, 
do we not have a technology as we claim to be the most advanced when it's appropriate at other times we say china and russia are beating us but that just gives us a reason to sell to the people why we need to develop certain frankenstein technologies but if we're this advanced just use common sense here critical thinking and let's say vladimir putin He's going to go to war. And they play up Vladimir Putin on TV and they say, Vladimir Putin is like Joe Stalin. He is the most evil person ever to walk the face of the earth. He is the reincarnation of Adolf Hitler. So you're supposed to believe if Putin wasn't there, none of this would happen, right? So with all the technology we're launching, instead of putting all the money and all the time and all the energy and all the ethical questions into whether or not we should put brain chips inside of humans genetically modify them and turn them into the incredible hulk wearing a exoskeleton iron man suit with uh, jarvis like artificial intelligence technology beaming into their heads with the eyesight of hawk and the hearing of santa claus i guess he can hear everything Instead of doing that, why don't we just have a satellite that we're supposedly funding, what, billions of dollars to Elon Musk through SpaceX and the Starlink satellite program? Oh, yeah, yeah, we gave them money for that, too. Why don't we have a satellite that can just pinpoint locate Vladimir Putin and laser zap him from the sky, and then all this is over with? We never have to go into the mountains and fight these one-on-one battles. Why don't we just have a technology that lasers apps and kills the leader? Why are we even planning for the future to have what we're supposed to believe are Braveheart-like battles out in the middle of a field, except now we're going to have a cyber soldier cyborg with advanced hearing and learning with a brain chip in their head with tremendous sight, who's going to run across a field and he can outdo the other cyborg running at him. Why is this even a discussion? I don't understand. If you can use drones to kill people up in the mountains while the fighter pilot is in a bunker in Utah, why are we talking about developing cyborgs who can fight a better fight in a desert somewhere, going one-on-one with other warriors. Do they think we're stupid? I'm not stupid. I don't think you're stupid. But I'm supposed to believe that another Braveheart battle is going to happen, or we're going to somehow reenact the Revolutionary War, or we're going to refight the Civil War where the North and South are going to line up on opposite sides of the field with cannons and muskets and whoever has the most people is going to live because they're going to kill each other line by line so if you go why we have 14 lines of 100 men and they're like oh crap we have 11 lines of 100 men and so the guy with 11 lines is going to lose first we're supposed to believe that's the battle they're going to continue to have and so we need cyborg marvel superhuman characters to go out there and fight these battles when we supposedly have technology that can laser zap the general and just knock him off his horse. In this case, Vladimir Putin with no shirt sitting atop a horse in those pictures we've seen, right? 
So why not just have the technology to scan from the sky using something like Clearview AI, Peter Thiel's government front company, to scan and facial... And they go, oh, there's uh, Vladimir Putin. And then we laser zap him. He's dead and the battle is over. Then we just uh, make an announcement like Kristoff in the Truman Show, as we showed uh, a couple of shows ago. And he goes, people of Russia, stay calm. We just laser zapped Vladimir Putin. This is the United States. We are bringing you democracy. You are now free of the evils of Vladimir Putin. Go back to your work. I'll see you later. This was Team America. Team Freedom. The Freedom Machine. You see, you have to ask yourself these questions. Why are we talking about building super soldiers we're planning on fighting some kind of war in the desert or in the woods give me a break folks give me a break all right let's continue draw all these parallels to sort of like the the marvel superhero universe in my mind as i'm going through these things and that that holds true of the the third of uh these four technologies that you highlight so you've got what you call optogenic body control. And it sounds like essentially a bodysuit or uniform with an implant element that can make a warfighter outperform their potential, basically. So, Okay, okay, let's pause. Let me just read that to you so you understand it, because this is in the executive summary uh, on the Cyborg Soldier 2050 document. And what she's talking about is restoration and programmed muscular control through an optogenic bodysuit sensor web. All right, let's continue. So Dr. Deulis, what exactly is this? Did I describe it right at all? And how would it work? Sure, you did. And um, so I see this, uh, again, going back to that capabilities list and how we created these vignettes. I see this vignette stemming out of a lot of um, technological things we can already do now, um, given that, you know, um, we've had um, warfighter trauma, warfighter, um, warfighters in combat for a long time now, and we've had to do a lot with musculoskeletal repairs, right, of, of wounded folks. And um, so this really stems out of a really, really rich body of research on um, connecting the musculoskeletal system to exoskeletal elements. Okay, let's pause for a second here. As uh, Dr. Frankenstein talks, I made this point a, maybe a couple of episodes ago, folks. But did you hear what she just said, right? So they have a very large study, a very large body of work from connecting exoskeletons, basically she's talking about these prosthetic limbs, to warfighters, okay, military men that came out of the battlefield with limbs that are lost, other body parts that have been uh, mangled, and then they bring them back over here and they do all the studies, like many we've been looking at, some that Dr. Charles Morgan III showed us. And so then they do these experiments on these people. Again, my question I ask you, and it, it hurts me to have to say this, because it is difficult to believe there's people so evil in this world. But uh, that's part of my job, is to put my mindset into 
that line of thinking. Are these monsters creating scenarios to end up creating the people who become the guinea pigs for their science projects? Do we intentionally put men and women into harm's way in situations that would then cause them to possibly die, maybe the worst outcome, or possibly lose all of their limbs or end up suffering from paralysis, which could end up being worse in some cases than death, but then to bring them back home to then utilize them for experiments. Because as these two mentioned earlier in the podcast, they said, they said that someone who is blind is more likely to let them play with their eyes and to do experiments on them. And as we've seen before, a gentleman in a video that Dr. Charles Morgan III showed us, that a man with paralysis who had no use of his limbs wanted nothing more than to be able to have prosthetic limbs to hug his child. And so on the one hand, it tugs at our heartstrings. It plays to our human emotion. And so it gets the civilians on board with this stuff as they build the transhumanist monsters But at the same time, they have more willing participants in their Dr. Frankenstein projects. And folks, because I don't want to start yelling and screaming over here, I try to keep my calm on the show, but that stuff sickens me because it goes far beyond even the brave men and women who, in many cases, I would say in most, join the military because they are following in their lineage and they believe they are fighting to defend the constitution from enemies foreign and domestic they believe that they are the warriors defending america from evil yet the sad part is they don't realize that the state in which controls them in which they work for is the very evil in which they believe they're defending us from but they just don't recognize that the state is the evil. And so when you look at that, coupled with what we experienced over the last couple of years by creating germophobia in many people out there and Stockholm Syndrome and many people out there, then people were willing to line up and let the government, the state, jab them, booster them, test them, give medicines to them. Oh, yeah. Even the medicines that President Trump promoted. I don't know if those things work or not, but I sure as hell wasn't going to put them in my body. Even if it was something that was harmless at work, how do I know that that hydrochloroquine pill that you're all of a sudden pushing on me isn't now pressed rat poison that says hydrochloroquine on it? I don't trust any of the stuff that any of these members of the state try to push on me. And so I don't know if these mad scientists create these scenarios so they intentionally have now the most vulnerable, besides the babies, 
of our planet to play around with. People with dementia, people with paralysis, people with lost limbs, people with lost eyesight or lost hearing that just want the opportunity to be healed and get better. And then these mad scientists now have a guinea pig to play with. But she just said it there. Dr. Deulius just said that they have plenty of people that come back with lost limbs. And so now they have a body of work, many studies on creating these exoskeleton prosthetics that now they can use what they've learned from those studies to implement them on the next phase, which is the elective surgeries for these cyborg soldiers who also are just guinea pigs in the bridge from humanity to post-humanity, from humanity to transhumanity, from humanity to the engineering of humanity out of existence, folks. As I said... As you listen to this stuff, as you read the papers, if you go investigate this on your own, there is nothing deep about this. It is all right out in the open. The state has sent one of their representatives, Dr. Peter Emanuel, and another representative, Dr. Diane DeUlius, to talk about this. They are extensions of the state, therefore they are the state. And so the state is out in the open, folks. There is no deep state. There is only the state. And the state is working to engineer humanity off the face of the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.